This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 20th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. As we take smaller and smaller bites of the cultural world around us, what will it mean for how people think and interact? What are the economic and social implications of the massive increases in data that we face each day? And what can the rest of us learn from autistics? Economist and Cato Institute adjunct scholar Tyler Cowan answers these questions in his new book, Create Your Own Economy, The Path to Prosperity in a Disordered World. We spoke following a forum for the book held August 4th. You use uh, Don Quixote as an example of sort of what you're talking about. And I, reading your book, I thought that that sort of is a, is a nice illustration. Why use Don Quixote? Well, the story of Don Quixote is a man who is on a quest, and he's a man who tells himself stories all the time about what he's doing. One of the points of the book is to look at how we structure our lives using narratives and the emotional impact of that, how it brings so many things to life. But at the same time, it also biases us. It causes us to make mistakes. And if you look at Don Quixote, he follows his stories of chivalry into a variety of absurd situations and mistakes, and he almost kills himself and his companion Sancho Panza in a number of different occasions. At the forum, you talked about, if I were a progressive, perhaps I would think like this, and Matt Iglesias was uh, perhaps an example of somebody like that. If I were a progressive, I might say, well, isn't this just a terrible thing, that we're, that uh, this culture we're living in and perhaps going to be increasingly living in will allow us to feed ourselves all of these uh, false narratives about who we are? Well, people already have had false narratives about who they are, as evidenced by your Don Quixote example. The internet gives us a lot more of everything. We get a lot more education, self-education, and entertainment. We do also get more junk. Uh, I do have a certain basic optimism about human nature, and while I don't think the internet is good for everyone, I think overall it's making us smarter, it's making us more creative, and it's uh, Im improving the advance of science. There was a discussion there about polarization uh, within politics and how if you're a show booker for a, a TV news network, perhaps there isn't as much demand for people who merely have something uh, illuminating to say rather than suggesting or demanding a particular course of action. Do you think that uh, the discussion the broad discussion that goes on on the on the internet is is a, a counterweight to that, or as Brink asked, which side do you think is winning? What I would call the smart internet is a counter to that. Uh, TV does usually want people with sharply defined opinions, but if we ask overall, are people getting smarter? I think the answer is yes, especially if you look at it in global terms and count places like China and India. So I think basically there's cause to be optimistic, but am I optimistic about everything in American politics? Absolutely not. There are several things you talk about, and I think that gives uh, reason to be optimistic. One, framing effects, uh, more vigorous competition for narratives, um, content filters, new news sources, and the decline of newspapers sort of demands that people be more savvy media consumers uh, lest they get duped. Uh, that's right. And you can think of what Cato does on the web as another example of getting pretty analytical messages out there to a broader number of people who wouldn't have seen them otherwise. If you look at long-run trends in human history, it seems pretty clear to me that uh, we have more and better information. Even though at any point in time it seems like things are falling apart or people believe some incredibly stupid set of propositions, like how can they do this, how can they think that? 
but compare it to, you know, 1800 or 1600 or the year 1200, and all of a sudden it looks pretty good. In the initial chapter of your book, you talk about autism and how we ought to, and perhaps in the future will, rethink uh, broadly uh, how we view people with autism. What has been the response that you've received from what you argued there? Well, my broader point is we should have greater appreciation for the diversity within the human race, including neurodiversity, and a lot of things we call disorders. Uh, We should not be calling disorders. They may have advantages and disadvantages, but it's wrong and also unscientific to just brand a whole group of people somehow as as losers. Uh, A lot of autistic people have written me and said how appreciative they were of this, and they agreed with it, a lot of parents and educators. So I've been very heartened by the response there. Tyler Cowan is an economist at George Mason University. He's also a Cato Institute adjunct scholar. His new book is Create Your Own Economy. You can watch the full book. You can watch the full book forum at cato.org.